Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Two-Headed Serpent. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, Paul Fricker, and Scott Dorward, with editing done by Mike Mason. It's available from the Chaosium website. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode 28. Now for the recap. You're listening to WITV Radio. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew? Thanks, Tom. So you are in the middle of the Vormai Warrens, where you've just helped deposit their dead into this almost breathing abyss, this mouth-like opening with these jagged rocks or uh, what could be considered teeth stretching out over this vast distance. And pick up a little bit on the description there as Gerhardt is right on the edge, having uh, pushed the bodies into the depths. And then this 
almighty foul burp come back up to um, come back up to greet him. As you recoil slightly from this acidic wave in the air, on the far side of the abyss, you do notice what looks like a yellowish light. It can't be a natural opening because it's too regular. Um, it's a square or maybe slightly rectangular opening, about 12 foot across. And it looks like for a second, almost as if there's a mist that this yellow light is permeating through and it's pulsating gently, almost like a warning light. But otherwise there's no other, there's no movement over there at the moment. Um, there's plenty of kind of sounds of this kind of cross between barking and yipping between the Vormisers there. Not exactly celebrating, that's probably the wrong word, but definitely you know, commemorating their, their fallen brethren who have just been pushed over into oblivion. So, what would you guys like to do now? Uh, Is Dr. Dr. Rosello. Oh, yes. Come here a second. Certainly. Look at that yellow light in there. You, you think that's a doorway? It sure looks like it. Or some sort of, hmm, yeah, some sort of opening. It looks quite, quite large from here. Well, now that you're close to me, I, I, I whispered to you that, that, that this whole cave was, is alive. I saw that down, you're like in a creature, I think. Dear Lord, are you serious? Yeah. Pass it along to the rest of the guys. Um, yeah, pass that along to the rest of the guys. I think, I think this whole cave is, is alive, or, or at least there's a very large creature living down there. So, so I, I sort of go back towards the smaller pit where there, there's the creature with that large, uh, the, the tongue that came out that assaulted the, the Magnus, snake, yeah. the snake. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and the first one of us that I run into, I pass that along quietly to them. Yeah, I think Magnus is probably over, at least in that vague area, because it was uh, you that it lashed out with its long tongue at, that you now have, yeah. have got as a little trophy. Yeah. Um, so he'll hand that, pass it on to me. Um, I'll Once he tells me, I'll probably uh, make my way over to Gerhard and kind of get him to point it out so I can get a kind of better look. Um, yeah. So it's, right. is it... Is it is it moving at all, or is it just like a kind of pulsing in and out light? Um, the opening is stationary. Um, the light within, it definitely looks like it's almost a misty corridor going off into the, into the rock face on the other side. And the light is just ambient, as if it's a, um, an overhead light that you can mm. see is pulsing with a fairly good regularity. It's not very quick, so it's not like epileptic-inducing flashing. But yeah, you get the you get the impression it's almost like a warning light going on and right. off. Did, didn't you mention though that it was like qu quite a tremendous distance across, like like twenty meters or two hundred meters or something the, like that? The whole width of the abyss, before you have walls on either side. I mean, it's there are sheer rock faces, almost like cliff faces on either side of this, but then they open up almost as if it's a rock bridge across the mouth. Um, that's about 200, um, 200 feet, 200 yards across. Um, 
for for those of you that are close to the edge now, if you're taking in the scenery, you can give me a spot hidden roll. Oh, certainly. The thing belched when the bodies went in. I wonder if. Uh -huh. the Oh, five. Because I, 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 I got a ten. <laughs> nice. Oh, wow. I got I got a twenty nine, which is a hard success, but feels terrible compared to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting extremes. I like it. You're getting the good rolls out of the way now. This is great for me. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, what you notice then between you? Um, some of you think uh, some of you maybe see less optimal routes than others, but. Looking at the, the way the teeth are staggered, this, this thing doesn't have just one row of teeth. It's teeth on multiple rows, almost like a shark where it's um, layered. Some of them project quite far out into the dark, but some say some are lower than others. And combined with those, like I said, those bridges forming at the edge of the mouth before it disappears into black beneath it, you think it could be possible to either, those of you, like say, with a hard success, you, you, you could probably climb around the edge of this thing because it's not a smooth, sheer rock face. It's craggy. There are handholds, there are footholds that you could try and clamber around it. There doesn't look to be evidence of anyone having done it, but there is evidently ways that could be theoretically possible, a.k.a. a climb roll. Um, but also, those of you with extreme successes from your vantage point here, you think it might also be possible some of those teeth reach out far enough that if you took a running jump off them, you could land on a tooth on the other side and then walk along the tooth and climb up the other wall, which would be a jump roll. Oh, not a dexterity roll, but a jump roll? A well, jump roll, yeah. Before oh. we consider doing anything like that, I got, a, got an idea here. And I'm gonna turn to... I'm going to turn to the, the high priestess is still here. Or? She's in the vicinity. She's uh, she's up against the uh, the statue, or the, rather the carving of Safogwa up against the wall, um, seemingly again performing more of her acts of devotion to her god. Well, then I'll I'll grab uh, an intelligent looking for miss near me, and uh, try to communicate with it. Um, you understand, we want to destroy the snake people here here i'm i'm using formis i i mean i'm using uh, natal so i assume they might understand it Sharp and i point. say uh -huh. can you show us how to get into the 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 lab where the snake people are without them seeing us a secret way in Ooh. a back back door a way in Okay, it, it gets the majority of what you're trying to say, because it's, it's the language of the oppressors. They, they know bits and pieces of that as well. And it replies mostly through gestures rather than trying to speak. And it just cups its hands, or rather its paws, a lot. And then kind of motions like this, uh, with one claw kind of sticking up above the rest of them. Oh, you carry, In the water. Carry us? I think he means a boat. I'll try and talk to him in, in Vormis if I can. You want me to make the roll? Yes, yeah, give me a roll. See. I should have rolled. So is he, is he making like a, um, like a, is it going uh, on with, Yeah, like, like a, it's a boat or, or something. Or, or is, it, is it the flying orb? I got a 19 out of, oh, uh, I got a bonus dice. Oh, the flying <laughs> orb. All right, uh, I'll spend two points to, to get 17. Gotcha. Yeah, the, the, um, both of you hit on the same thing. 
Uh, Magnus is kind of guesses it, whereas Gerhardt confirms it. But they're not. He's not doing this shape. He's cupping it almost as if it's a, um, or as what Gerhardt would describe, a partial orb. But it can a sphere that has been cut in half. Those those snake mover things. Yeah, and he points yeah, yeah. towards uh, points towards the opening on the other side and gestures that they they essentially they come out of that hole on these half flying spheres and they raid their settlement here. Uh, and that's where he just he gestures to the gu- um, to guards that are positioned around with uh, next to piles of rocks and spears. Just um, again gestures towards the hole that they're they're ready on guard if anyone does come out of that hole. Hey, Gerhard, can you ask them um, if they have one? No, no. If if how how high they are when they come out, and how often do they come out? I I ask him if he has one of the vehicles. Did they take one from them? And then I ask him Magnus's questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but no, and irregular. Uh, they have a broken one uh, because they they have taken one. Would they smashed it up when it came over here? It's in one of the side tunnels. So he he gestures he can take you to it. Yeah. Please. And the uh, other, yeah. um, the other one is that they don't attack on a regular basis, so they they could come at any time. If I, I guess where I was going with it is if if the if these Vormis were once slaves, they probably know all the ways in and out of the facility. Hmm. Probably a lot of little back doors and things because they're probably the ones that end up crawling through all of the. Uh, the things. In any mm-hmm. case, whatever way we can get in there without being. Well, he, he if, we, if, we, um, if we kill that guard, there's a way in. <laughs> he elaborate. The one in the pit. <laughs> That's the way it's got. They they're being guarded by. Um, I don't like think a, it's. I don't think it's guarding them. I think it's their prisoner. The yeah. snake. They threw oh, them into the pit oh, after thought, they captured yeah. them. They said warden was the way they described it. Ah, right. Yeah, or or one who looks over. Right, that's why I was like, it sounded like it was there, like it well, was guarding the, an entrance to the. Ah. Uh, you know. Well, yeah. let me take me to the one that you show it. Show me. Sure, sure. Oh, thank um, God I brought all my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> As you head over, he takes you to the other side of the cavern, um, the way they said there were numerous ways off here um, that go deeper into the ground. And he takes you to just one of those openings. Um, the tunnel, being a natural ca- uh, being a natural tunnel, opens up into some smaller caves along the way where there are more stalactites and stalagmites featuring around. The sound of running water and this seemingly ever-present luminous fungus, which they they rip off the wall and it seems to be their main food source. Um, is all here as well. So the place is lit in a dim sense. Um, one of the side caverns that you pass seems to be a small, almost residential area. Um, there's got rudimentary beds which have been set up, which are little more than just pack, uh, big beds of moss, um, cooking pots and piles of bones that they've got set aside. Um, this seems to be where they sleep and con- um, and not socialize that's more the main hall but definitely that's where their social groups keep so the family units one of the bigger side caves that he leads you into there's various bits of broken equipment and seemingly the the loot of their raids 
a lot of it is seems to be almost metallic junk that may have been taken from scavenged off the road, uh, like hubcaps, um, tires, normal human detritus. But one thing you do recognise is this broken uh, shell of a transport sphere, including the pedestal. So very similar to what you know, what you've seen before. But the orb, you can see there is a very clear cut where it has been mo evidently modified so that it is only a semi um, hemisphere. So right. basically half the sphere, which this thing, the pedestal would then sit in the middle of. Hmm. I'm surprised because considering, I mean, you could get on this thing and take a flight and knock your head off with a stalactite hanging down. Uh, I wonder what the benefit is of having just a half sphere as opposed half, to... Half sphere, you might be able to fit more people as and don't go as a fast a velocity. It would be just a, mm. like a... Well, you'd have to go slow, but the, th the thing is, is that it's only going to be covering you from maybe your waist up. You know, your, Did any uh, of you mention that you knew how to drive this? Oh, yeah. I mean, I demonstrated yeah. it for you the other the, the other day, remember? Uh, what do you mean half oh, yes. hemisphere? Do you mean it's just covering the front part and the back? The bottom. It's the bottom. Oh, um, okay, it means was... that from your waist up, you are exposed. And right. the, the evident advantage, when you think about it, you can attack when it's open. Oh, yeah, yeah you can shoot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me let me take a look at it. See what I can do. Does it still only look like a one-person craft? They have a capacity. Uh, primarily, it's one person, one well, one driver. But you can fit a certain amount of size into them. Uh, roughly, it's two people at, at a squeeze. I believe it's size 125. Okay. That you can go 120 that you can get in there. But I, I can still ferry everybody across this chasm. We can, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. we can climb across. I mean, we don't. How how low are these things? If we're trying to sneak over there, this that doesn't make any noise at all. Bingo. Okay. It's completely dead silent. I can't believe. Were you not paying attention when I brought the I, one? Well, I don't want us flying across. If we're going to fly across right into like it, because if this is if that's where these things come from, we don't want to fly it straight into like a trap or, or some kind oh, of. Oh, I thing. think that we fly it to the ridge over there. Right. Yeah. We all get out and then now, we sneak in. We're by well, ourselves. What I was going to say is I'm happy to climb around, do a bit of scouting. I won't do anything, but then I'll come back and I can report as to. Because, I mean, I mean, it's going to take you a. A while to ferry people back and forth anyway now matt we're we're by ourselves here basically right yeah i was i was going to add that because you'd asked about um other ways into the facility before the before the warmy can um head back to his uh what he was doing eating eating a leg in the uh, main room that uh, you did ask about other ways into the facility and with uh, letting Gerhardt's roll ride, there's again lots of descriptions and lots of uh, hand gestures to accompany this. But he outlines that there are four potential ways in. Uh, one, he's just shown you, is the, uh, the way across the abyss. Two, the transport spheres go up into the air out of the volcano, so there is a funnel that you can get to, but that is a long way to get up. You need to basically go up the volcano and then down, and then it's a sheer drop 
down the t- uh, down the tube into the transport sphere landing bay. Right. And then there are they think there or he thinks there are two entrances on the side of the mountain or the side of the volcano. One is the main entrance, but he will relate that he's been up there before uh, when other of the Vormi have tried to do a raid on the on the facility. They've got to the door. An alarm has sounded, and serpent people have emerged from another entrance somewhere further up the mountain from that main door. But he doesn't know where that other entrance is. But he knows it must be there because the serpent people came out. Mm. All right, and, and I think that we saw. Didn't we see a cave uh, where the the larger Vormis was? That might be one that of the entrances. Near, that wasn't near the. Um, that was a lava tunnel. Mm-hmm. That was a lava uh, tunnel. Yeah, that, that was in the kind of the plain rough area before you even yeah. got to the volcano. But wasn't that where they dragged all of the people from the town? You saw that the trail led up the volcano, ah, but okay. don't say where it goes to. All right. Well, look, uh, Magnus, I can't even guarantee that I can fix this thing. So, it, yeah, if you want to go scout, that that's okay. a great idea. But I promise uh, I won't kick anything. It's going to take me a while to do this anyway. Magnus, before you go, I, I don't know too, too much about the great hairy toad Sabakua, but could he possibly be sleeping? Could this be his tomb or one of his servants? That thing burped when those bodies went in. I think you're asking the wrong person. Magnus has never been much for a... Come on, this is a cave. It's a natural cave. This is not a cave. This is a living creature. Well, hopefully the volcano. Then we can't answer. We just can't answer the question. All right, look, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna climb across, <laughs> climb across, do a quick scout, and then I'll come back. Okay. Just saying, don't. And I'm gonna start working up. on this. There's something big there. Just don't wake it up. Trust me okay, on this. All right. I know do weird. You... I know weird, and um, this is weird. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to climb. I'm not gonna do the jump across. Mm-hmm. So be careful. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, climb. Dr. Valenz, I would, I would make the suggestion, can we eat that fungus stuff? I would need to do some studies on that first. I would not touch it or put it in your mouth quite yet. And I'll take a couple samples if that's quite all right. I mean, make sure it's not toxic. Or... Just took a little bit in there. <laughs> you can give, th- that should be a fairly quick test to do, to be honest. So you can give me a... Chemistry? Or- yeah, chemist, chem, I'd say either chemistry, biology, or medicine would probably be oh, good on either of them. Forte. Mm-hmm. Let's, well, if, if we can roll. Let's see. There it is, 57. So it is a regular pass on chemistry. Okay. Yeah, the, the closest you can pin this to is mushrooms, because uh, it's definitely got a, say it's a fungal component, but it's quite a meaty or tough uh, fungus. Uh, you you don't find anything that immediately strikes you as harmful. It might taste pretty awful, but it would provide at least some degree of nutrition. But it's not having any of the flags, warnings of uh, any of the typical poisons that one would find within fungus. No, no poisons or hallucinogens. It seems like a, let's say, a regular bog standard mushroom is the closest that you can pin, uh, pin it to. Excellent. Well, gee, Adi. This doesn't seem to be quite that poisonous after all. In fact, at all. Well, I th- probably the safest thing would be to, to eat a very small amount of it and then wait a few hours to make sure, you know, you don't flip so, out. Or... 
<laughs> it sounds like Gerhardt's having a having a taste. If my uh, if I'm reading the message right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, please do just take a little bit, though, Gerhard. Yeah, he was already eating it while you were testing it. Before you, he was just. You 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 know that the 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 Amanita faliotis mushroom one side a piece the size of a pea will kill you. It's it some of the deadliest poisons in the plant world. Or, well, well, it's a good really thing plant. that this oh, is not thanks. that. I think Gerhard would be dead. Oh, it doesn't I, kill you instantly. It kills you in ten hours. Like, thankfully, he doesn't he, he doesn't kill over dead. Uh, it's it's a little bit revolting. It's a little bit slimy, but also yeah, you have to chew at it a bit to say it's quite a uh, quite a tough material. But yeah, the closest you can pin it to is a kind of slimy mushroom taste. So, gentlemen, I, I have a question for you. Why why do any of you want to eat the mushroom stuff? I just figured if we run short on food, how long do you think we're going to be here? <laughs> I don't know. Every time we get into one of these things, we have no idea what the hell we're up we're up against. It tastes delicious. You should try some. Yeah, the um, French will love it. Uh, when in Rome. All right. Well, I think I'm gonna go tag along with my brother as he goes across the cavern. Make sure he doesn't die. Make sure he doesn't <laughs> kick anything. Right. For those of you being brave to uh, to venture out uh, across the abyss, um, the first thing that uh, happens is as you start to first of all descend over the lip and then start to climb around the outside unless is that the same route connor's taking or are you trying to jump over oh i'm i'm climbing okay so you can both give me a climb roll um that is a regular pass for me this is this is a regular fail oh okay Please be careful. What are the chances that he was tied to me? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't hear anyone. I didn't hear anyone say that he was. Uh, I almost was, was going to say it, but I didn't. Damn it! Okay, uh, it's not so bad as to say, uh, "Congrats, you're now falling down the abyss." It's more representing the fact that you are finding it hard to really find a place to uh, to try and start. But you keep looking around the edge for footholds and handholds, and you're just not seeing an obvious route that you can take. You're, you're not suicidal enough to just go, hey, I'll just try and clamber down the side of this without any kind of handhold. So, yeah, you're, you're just off to a false start at the moment. However, because you are on um, still on this side, and as Magnus is inching around, a few of the Vormis are, let's say, maybe getting a little bit concerned. Um, you're attracting a little bit of a group around you. You can hear kind of bellows and hoots, some of which are almost as if they're encouraging and kind of in, uh, kind of cheering Magnus on. Jump, jump, jump. Others yeah. are <laughs> kind of waving, their, waving their sticks and spears as if uh, kind of warning him to kind of, don't, don't do that, it's dangerous, come back. Magnus, as you are getting closer and closer to the other side, can give me a combined roll. Um, roll under both your luck and stealth in one roll. Okay. I can do that. Luckily, they're Ooh, both luck. relatively high. I 20. Yeah. Okay. That is, both, um, that is a hard pass on both. Gotcha. That means that A, you don't make much noise going across and the hoot and bellowing on the other side of the abyss hasn't attracted anyone's attention on the other side either. You get to the corridor. 
Okay. Um, I'm sort of like just, uh, oh, I'm going to use my mirror and I'm just going to tap it kind of just down the hallway a little bit to see, like obviously at an angle what I can see. Okay. Um, you can see a corridor going off. It goes a little way, um, probably about 20 meters or so. Um, I won't reveal the map as yet because you're seeing it from a, uh, you're seeing it from a bit of a distance, yeah, but yeah. essentially it's a corridor that goes off into a moderate distance and then becomes a T junction. But you can see that there are openings potentially. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to wait for Connor. I'm not going to venture up because I, now that I've seen he's coming with me, I'll, uh, I'll kind of sit tight. Um, and, uh, and, and wait for him. Mm -hmm. Okay, Connor, can, you can give me another roll if you wish. No, still. Okay, yeah, you're you're finding that. Yeah, you you just you're not confident enough to to risk it. Maybe jumping's still an option, but as for climbing, you can't see what footholds Magnus took, and just think you're you're going to run the risk of getting out, getting on the side of that thing and falling off into the black if you try it. I'll lock eyes with Magnus across, and I'll I'll do this. Um, you stay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. <laughs> Me no stupid is. <laughs> For those of you listening, Connor just flipped him the bird. <laughs> um, <laughs> At a suggestion of trying to make a running jump for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, all right. I'm gonna uh, kind of give him the like the okay. I'm gonna watch. I'm, I'm gonna take it very, very cautiously down this corridor. Every time I think I'm coming to an opening, again, I'm gonna use the mirror to try and like view around the corner before I go in um, if I hear a noise I'm literally going to stop and wait for five, like for like two minutes before I move again like I'm being ultra cautious okay I'm going to reveal part of the map then that you can see from your uh, from your angle here so this is what you see so far you're coming in from the right so this is after about 20, 20 meters or so of okay. corridor. The first thing that you come up to is a junction that goes off to the right. There's a door to the left, and then there's the T-junction up ahead of you where you can see there is a door that's partially open there. And all the way down here, the corridor is uh, almost knee height full of mist, and there's this yellow light that's pulsing it even it seems more like some kind of warning or some kind of alarm is going here but the klaxon has been long since turned off but even so the hum of machinery the hum of equipment and electricity is very heavy in the air here which means that you can move around to a degree fairly um, as long as you're fairly quiet you're not going you're not going to be heard by anyone a great distance away this this will help you in some some respects um 
the so that that first corridor like that off there what mm -hmm. do i see see when i look down that corridor okay it goes off and you can see that it opens up there's a door on the right hand side then there's what looks to be almost like a cave or tunnel opening on the left opposite it but then it just becomes rockfall as evidently part of the structure has collapsed okay. at the very end of the corridor and is that another door that's partially open the door looks open but you can see beyond um beyond it even from here, that it looks like it's just a rubble-filled room. It's just almost like a uh, rock face beyond the doorway itself. Okay, I'm going to um, inch forward um, and the 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 um, door that's partially opened at the end of the corridor, um, I'm going to cautiously try and see if I can, checking both ways down each T-junction first, mm -hmm. but I'm going to just poke my head in that's partially open door. Okay, let me stop the share for a second because I need to check something on my end. There we go. Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> yep, give me a stealth roll as you get to that uh, the end of the car, uh, the end of that uh, the end of the T junction. Okay, uh, that is a fifty-six, which is a regular pass. Okay. Um, you hear movement off to your right at the T-junction when, uh, when you get there. So some, something or someone is off to the right. So revealing the rest back up. Say so the right goes off and then turns left. Round that corner, something is moving. And uh, you can also hear movement coming from the left from the open door at the end. But that looks like it's within, the, uh, within some kind of room. The door ahead of you at the T-junction is again what looks to be a collapsed room that's just a rock face behind behind the door. Okay. All right. The, sound, uh, the sounds of movement, are they moving towards me? Um, almost as if they're pacing back and forth like a sentry. Okay. Going so, up and yeah. going up and down a corridor. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up. Uh, the door that is on on that corridor coming along. Is mm -hmm. that open? Yep, that's open. Uh, when you get close enough to that, you hear the rattling of chains and something big moving inside. I'll poke my head in that. Okay, you can give me a sand check. Okay. Um, uh, that is a pass. Okay, Regular. then I believe it's just one that you lose for seeing this. You've actually seen one of these already, which probably limits to some degree the uh, the shock yeah it is one one point for pass okay um you know your friend you met on the road that threw a boulder at you yeah there's another one in here uh, this is a large pit which is sunk into the, uh, the middle of the room um, around the edge of the room you can see the splattered remains of almost almost comic style where a serpent person has been picked up and thrown against the wall and it's just this bloody smear outline of, uh, of hands up against the wall uh, with almost some fleshy bits still stuck on them um, where evidently people, uh, these serpent people have been thrown by the giant in the pit, the giant Vormis down there. Yeah. And there's broken bits of 
uh, broken serpent person body limbs and this thing chained up um, in by multiple chains around its neck to positions around the wall as well as its feet um, by some herculean effort they got it in here and they're not dare let it, letting it out <laughs> anywhere else <laughs> well if i can get body over here we can let it out that might be a plan. I'm going to make my way, uh, make my way back to the others, though. I'm not going to, um, not going to touch anything now because I promise. Um, yeah, okay. I'm going to make my way back to the rest of the crew. Gotcha. Well, in that case, because you passed your climb roll on the way over, you know the route to take, so you don't have to worry about making a climb roll on the way back. Okay. So, yep, that takes you a little while. Uh, meantime, yeah. though, Oddy um, has been working away on getting this thing fixed. Yeah. So you can give me a combined electrical repair and mechanical repair roll, and because you are a weird, a weird science specialist, you get a bonus die. Oh, cool! What do you mean combined? Are you when you when you a combined roll, you have to pass both of them in a single ah, roll. Ah, I see. So it's, I see. It's, it's basically a way of saying pass the one with a lower amount. Right. Well, I got a nine, and I got. An 11. Wow, I'm getting great rolls tonight already. Yeah. Yeah, uh, um, yeah that's that's extreme on both of them, actually. Gotcha. Right. In, which, in which case, uh, you've done this before with the other pillar, and wow. having spent a lot of time with Zoe getting it, uh, getting it working. The pillar itself isn't badly damaged. It's mainly that the rest of the shell around it is the thing that's broken. Right. So you have a little bit of a platform of glass that you can stand on around it. Uh, you could potentially have someone kind of hugging the other side of the pillar as well, so it would be just the two of you that could get on it. But yeah, you turn it on, and whom, there's this low electrical hum, and it lifts off the ground about a foot. Right. Um, I I stand on it and I I guide it, you know, with the uh, with the little joysticks. <laughs> gotcha. uh, it's, it's mainly by power of uh, power of the mind. So oh, okay, with the little joysticks. Think, in your brain. <laughs> um, you can give me a power roll. Uh, in fact, it's a... That's the wrong section. Whether it's a regular or hard. I'm just trying to make sure I get the right difficulty. It's all over the place. Just a regular power roll. Okay, yeah, I passed. I got 54 out of 80. Okay. Yep. In which case, you are a you are attuned to it, and you can pilot it just by thought. So you right. can tr you can control speed and direction. Right. So slowly, I you know I lift it up. I don't want to scare the crap out of everybody. You know. Good I job, Adi. Floating out. Yeah, I got it working, but there's nothing left of the uh, of the the cover. So I can get one at one at a time across. You're gonna have Maybe. to kind of hug 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 a hold of me. Send the shock troops over first to get a beachhead, maybe. Hmm. That certainly wouldn't be me. I'm the shock troop. <laughs> no. Am I uh, back yet? Kind yeah, of. By, about the time, by about the time that you've um, odds got it levitated off the yeah, ground. Yeah, there he is. Okay. Uh, okay, so there's, a, there's um, some situation over there. Um, it looks like there's some rock fall quite a bit of rock fall places, so I don't know how uh, sturdy everything is over there. Um, 
I could definitely hear what sounded like some sentries a bit further up the, the corridors. Uh, there's also a pit uh, with one of those, the one of the giant vormus that we met on the road. They've got it like uh, chained up in a pit. Mm. Um, so there's potential that if we can, I don't know, if we can get one of the vormus here to come over with us to talk him down and we can get him out, he might be a, a, a bit of an asset. Oh, I don't know. What if he goes straight into Reykjavik? Well, that's what I'm saying. We'll take one of the Vormus over to see if if uh, he might go. Uh, he might go clear clear a bit of a serpent person path for us. Maybe. I'm just uh, saying. It's, I'm not saying. I'd, I'd, I'd leave that in Gerhard's hands. He's he speaks Natal better than I do. No, oh, I don't well, think we, don't, we definitely we, don't want to speak Nicole to that. Yeah, thing. last time we talked uh, Nicole to it, it, it uh, didn't end well. I was saying no. we uh, get Gerhard to speak Vormus. I'm saying he could, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, Vor Vormus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know Vormus. Uh, did it look like the place was well-traveled, or was it? does it look like a completely abandoned thing oh, that, they're, abandoned. That, they're, that they're back in? Oh, it's, uh, yeah, they're definitely, yeah, I'd say they're back. Like, there is, there's, but say, there's a lot of damage to it over there? Yeah, there's, uh, I, I saw at least two rooms that looked like there was some rockfall. I guess uh, after I a million years. Yeah, the, the, there was one other room that had rockfall. There's about, what did you say, up to my knees was fog? Uh, yeah, about up to your knee. About <laughs> up to me, yeah, my knee was fog, so I couldn't actually see what was under, underneath. All right, so... It seems to me, and you're the expert in this, how do we tactically take these creatures out one by one without them yelling? I mean, uh, you've got some, uh, Gerhard, you've got some. Uh, have, each of you should have one of those fangs. I believe I gave everybody one at some point. And yeah. I have like seven left. So, I've got a similar thing, but it causes incredible pain. You don't want the thing um, screaming. My handgun does have a silencer. Yeah, that still makes a loud popping noise. Yeah. Remember that there is that ambient noise there that, as I said, it will help, that it will cover some of your there uh, sound is a, struggle. Yeah, there is a machine noise as well. I, I do have an extreme tranquilizer set up for my handheld dart gun. Ooh. I can also electrocute. We've got our lightning guns, but the lightning guns make quite a bit of a bang. Um, so, like, I, I would probably say the best bit is let's get us all over there. Right. We can discuss what we're going to do with the Vormus in the pit. If we want to leave it and come back to it, we can. But I would say let me and, and Connor kind of take the lead a little bit as we go along and recon. Yeah. And then we'll, 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 I mean, we've got to go through there anyway. What let's, exactly? Let's take out as many for? quietly as we can. Yeah. What exactly are, are we looking for? We're trying to get rid of them all. All right. If we just I mean, if, if, if we can if we can get rid of them, then that's that's our that's one part of our mission. Um, the other part of our mission is trying to turn this thing off so the volcano doesn't blow everything up. Well, that's and, why I think maybe letting that thing out of the pit might be good because if it I mean it can't get over this side of the the thing. If we can get it out, if it goes on a rampage the other side, that's good for us. Okay. We don't know that's true. What if it smashes the machines that that, we, that would turn the whole thing off? Some of the machine equipment, remember? Some of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. we were supposed to get some sort of canisters. I don't know. We haven't seen anything in there. But um, 
I'm just afraid of it smashing stuff that then we can't fix and the whole place blows to hell. Okay, look, let's let's call the Vormus the backup plan then. If so, if the shit goes down, we let him out. Well, because the bomb was meant to keep the Vormus from getting out. So if he gets out, it might go off. Well, no, you just, you managed to get the collar off the other guy without it. No, no, no. I, yeah, well, I know. But no, that's, the, the facility that's the, bomb. The facility was right. designed to blow itself. up if the Vormis uh, got out of control. Yeah, but that's like a doomsday thing that they would yeah, have to activate. Yeah. But that's what's activated. That's the volcano getting ready oh. to blow. Oh, is that what that, the, that's why the light's flashing over there? That's why everything is shaking a little bit mm. now and then. So that means we should hurry. Yeah. I don't All want right. to be here when that thing goes up. Of course, the way these snake people work, the, the, the alarm goes off and a thousand years later, the bomb goes off. All right, let's start um, fear, fearing each other over. Kind of appropriately, the ground does shake a bit more with one of the ever-present tremors, as you say. Yeah. All right. Actually, this also gives us a slightly, a bit of a, an opportunity to try and teach some of you guys how this thing works. Magnus or Connor, when, when we get back over there, grab a big piece of meat, and I'm going to use the meat first to to uh, kind of appease the, the creature before I even speak to it. I, I don't have any left. Oh. No. From oh, everybody was I have a couple pieces left. Yeah. Here's a leg of chicken for you. Um, well, once again, we're not going to fiddle with the creature until we're He's still got to keep quiet once we get in the room. He's going to make noise. Um, all right. So uh, who wants to go first across? I'll go. Connor. All right, Connor, you should be able to understand this easy enough. So I've got the pedestal in front of me. And I stand here. And then you're on the other side of the pedestal facing me. So I show you the controls. Uh, and I said, now, this we can't do this with this one because it's broken. But the first thing you want to do is you want to close the sphere. You want to fill it with the, uh, the oxygen liquid. Uh, and then you control it with your mind. You can control speed and so forth with it. Um, it's really as simple as that. But just don't go smashing into the wall. Obviously, they break. <laughs> Understood. We might find more of these things. Which case we can all attack them with these things. All right, so here we go. Don't look yeah. down. But you'll look down. You set off over the abyss. Uh, so this is Connor and Odd on the first trip, yeah. and I'm keeping my eyes on the <laughs> cross. I'm not going. Yeah. Uh, which of you has the lower luck? I have eighty-three. Oh, I have ninety-three. Wait, I'm sorry. I've got ninety-nine. <laughs> well, that's me. Then. I never use luck. Mm -hmm. Fifty-six is a good. Okay, it's a good. Right. It's good. Yes. <laughs> In which case, you get to the other side. There is no one there. It's just an empty corridor. All right. So All you right. are not. Uh, you are not. Uh, well, in which case, in the in the best way, you are alone over there. So who's the next one to go over? Right. I'll fly back over. I'll go over. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? All right. Uh, so I'll explain exactly the same thing to Gerhardt, how it works. And uh, I'll fly him over. Now, okay. Connor, you want to try flying your brother over? 
You got the opportunity. No, somebody needs to sit here and. All right, all right. Guard. Gerhard, you want to try it? Uh, sure. What do oh, I have? Has, looks to say, has Gerhard got less than 99 luck? I have 79 luck. You can give me a roll then as well. Oh, six. Damn, I wasted it on that. <laughs> no, that's not a waste. You are still alone when you get to the other side. Well, right. it's just, just you guys, that is. So we'll now, Gerhard, you have to fly one of them over. Doctor? Sure, certainly. Thank you. So Gerhard's taking the controls? Um, yeah, because yeah. Dr. Volans hasn't done it yet. Okay, so I try and explain what... I'm over with Connor. ...for me, mm -hmm. the doctor... Oh. Uh, it, it, right. it, it requires a power roll from Gerhardt to attune to this uh, to the pillar. Okay. Oh, 15 out of 75, extreme. Yeah, you're good then. Yeah, it, Odd has taught you exactly what to do. So as soon as you put your hand on the on the control panel, you feel your mind linked to it, and you can direct it at whatever speed you wish. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> e easier than driving a car. Hmm. Much I don't easier. know how to drive a car. <laughs> okay. And then, who has the lower luck between uh, between Gerhard and the good doctor? Oh, 72 uh, luck here. Doctor. doctor. Oh, so I make, uh, I make luck, luck roll? Oh, yep. No. 38. <sighs> You're being very quiet and very lucky getting across here between patrols. So you go across the gap, and again, you land them with uh, Connor and Odd, and is Gerhardt continuing doing some ferrying, or are you staying here? Do you want to try it? Do no, you want to try it? Stay here now. All right. Who wants to try it? I can do it again if you want. Do you want I to try have it? Two, two fangs in my hand, just in case something. All right. Let's just get it over with. I'll uh, relink up and, and fly over. Okay. You're already tuned, so you don't need to worry about it. Uh, do mm -hmm. it. You don't roll again. You've already tuned to this particular pillar. Or this, uh, what's pick, left of the sphere. I'll so you go over. Right. And who has the lower between Magnus and Nod? Uh, I have 88, so that'd be me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 88's a low luck. God. Uh, 15, so that's right. fine. So I was going to say, we get halfway over, and I say, now we can this finally settle a cow. No. This is Adi, and then you kick him off. <laughs> this runs on kick power, right? Okay. Oh, nah, safely. In which case, then, you are all on the far side and all landed. Uh, you disembark from the sphere. At that point, you can hear movement along the end of the corridor. And off in the distance, this is, say, about 20 metres, so from where Magnus is described, the T-junction, two figures... Come into, the, uh, come into the light and start walking down the corridor towards you. But it's, it's odd. Not like, uh, not like Gilly, but they look weird. They don't look like serpent people that you've seen before. Uh, because they're so far away, all you can see is almost as if someone is... It's almost like the Michelin Man walking towards you, just this big inflated, or two rather big inflated figures. But almost as if they are wearing some kind of inflated suit because you can see a serpent head sticking out from each of them. Um, they seem to be talking 
to each other rather than uh, necessarily having pay, uh, having seen you at the far end of the corridor yet. Um, you can give me a listen roll to see if you can hear what they're saying. Thirteen. I found that thirty-one is a pass. I've got a. Uh, it's a hard. Regular pass. Okay. Those of you that succeed, um, you hear a snippet of one of them saying, um, they're actually speaking in English rather than in Nikal, which does seem, strike you as maybe a little odd, but they are speaking English. Said, you know, the, the sleeper's waking faster than projections indicated. We may only have hours until a catastrophic event takes place. If, if, stuff, go, if stuff goes south, I'm taking the first transport sphere out of here. And the the serpent person next to him, you can see, is nodding and saying, "Yeah, save, save one for me." And they are coming directly, uh, directly towards you. Well, actually, what I I want to, I just want to burst in on them with the gun, and just say, if either of you want to get out of here, I suggest you shut up and sit down. <laughs> okay, um, you run up, and you can see a bit more of what these uh, what these two are wearing. Um, you can give me a sanity roll when you see this. A 36 is a pass. Okay. In which case, I believe it is just the one point. Connor passed a sanity roll? I passed yeah. a sanity check. <laughs> no. The odds are that it's just going to happen sometime. Um, yeah, it's um, when you get close enough, the serpent people ain't the thing that's, uh, that potentially worries you. Um, the things that they are wearing, imagine a baby that has been inflated to massive proportion and then they're wearing it so, so you can see suits? yeah there's oh. elements oh. this is definitely human flesh and behind them the hood or rather the head is flown back and you can hear is babbling and gurgling as if it's still alive oh god yeah but like yeah, you, hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Um, you you suddenly, as part of your serpent person, your inner serpent person, realizes, yeah, Iceland's pretty damn cold. They need some kind of insulation, and what better than a human body? It's the warmest place to hide. But anyway, you you throw guns up and uh, up, up at them. Give me an intimidate roll. Bonus dice for being scary, yeah. Oh yes, you can see both of them do have even around the inflated baby uh, human suit that they're wearing, they do have the coils of what look to be the flamethrower uh, flame pistols. Alright, well that's a pass. Okay. Uh, they do stop. They don't automatically raise their guns at you. But they, they just look at you, locking their unblinking eyes and forked tongue sticking out every so often. Alright, I'll, I'll usher the others to come oh. in. Mm -hmm. I rush up to support combat medic. I take their... Oh. I was going to say, if I see either of them move, even the slightest, I'm, I'm whipping one at their face. Mm -hmm. Do we all need to take sand shakes now? Oh, yes. You, yeah. you, see, the, you see the environmental suits for the first time. You can definitely give me, uh, give me some checks. I failed that. I failed that as well. Yeah, I failed. I, I think time. this is very appropriate that this is the sanity check that I passed yeah. that everybody else fails. Now, very does, in character. Now, how Geiger-esque of you. I rolled a 96. Is that crit fail? Yeah. No, I generally only treat, uh, treat like 100. 
as right. on that. I got a 96 too, though. That's really weird. Hey, you can all roll D6s together then. One one if you passed, but D6 if you failed. No! Fuck. Six. I got a six. I got a, got six. a five. Oh my gosh. Give me your int rolls. Uh, I mean, holy fuck. What do I do? Int roll? Int roll. Bounce oh. madness. I fire, um, I, I passed. I got a 13. 56, I passed. I got a tw 32. That's a hard pass. Oh my god. But the fact they've taken babies and... I yeah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, you think probably it's that they are full-blown people, but they've the way that they are inflated and stretched, it looks like a giant baby. And they're there. still alive. Oh yeah, you can hear the you can hear the burbling and the, kill me. Oh god, kill me. <laughs> and Connor just finds it really funny. <laughs> Connor, Connor even thinks for maybe the thought crosses his mind for a second. Yeah, that'd be really nice and warm in there. Why didn't I think of that? Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're just a little bit no, more human see, than see, Connor see, is. Because Con Connor is now thinking, like, if I can just shear the head off and get the serpent person out of there, I could get inside, maybe? And I could do tests on the head. Yeah. In oh. fact, you, you can see that there is a thin line from the neck that runs down. Oh, they zip the up. It's so nice. Ah, it's not a zip. Um, it runs from the neck right the way down to the navel, and the flesh just opens and closes, almost like a, uh, a ziplock bag uh, for when How they get inside. Them? That's nice. This yeah. is this is Scott Dorward, isn't it? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this this is indeed one of Scott's chapters. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, what happened to Magnus and myself? Because we both and Gilly, right? And well, Gilly. you, um, you see, or rather, you realize the exact horror. Of what you are looking at, uh, your mind is going to get opened up to some insane talents. I think, first of all, we'll see. Um, has um, Tom, you've got your cards handy for how you want to f uh, people flip out? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh, one do you want one to, D8. Right, roll your 1d8s, folks. Four. Oh. <laughs> We've rolled yes. a seven. Sorry, wrong dice. I was rolling a 10 sided dice. Where's my 8 sided dice? We both go into Redmus. <laughs> oh, if, if you do, I know exactly which talent to give you. Um, I actually got uh, Hysteria, oh, God. Uh, which it says, um, I start crying. All right, I cry. <laughs> okay. you, you, realize the, uh, you realize what it is after having seen it. Um, <sighs> I think having, in which case with that, because it is very much seeing it and then suddenly realizing what it is, um, you can mark down insane vision for your insane, uh, for insane talent. Light, who needs light? The hero gains a bonus die to, spot, uh, to a spot hidden roll. Oh, nice. um, even in complete darkness, they get to make the roll as if it were twilight. If the roll's failed though, the keeper decides the outcome. Either their eyes become painfully or overly sensitive effectively leaving them blind for 1d10 rounds, or they suffer delusions for the next hour. So, that's for you. And what was the result of four for the uh, for Magnus and Gerhard? Redness. Um, oh, what did you guys roll? Four. We both wrote four. Uh, four, uh, four is amnesia. Oh, uh, man. For, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, roll a 1d6. Oof. I hate amnesia. Three. One. Okay, it's you forget everything for that many hours back. So if, if one, you forget okay, everything for the last hour. Fuck, I don't know how to speak Vormus now. No. Oh, shit. No. It However, it um, only lasts a, for 1d10 rounds. Yeah. In a sense of irony, uh, we'll give you both insane recall. You remember everything perfectly once this, uh, once this time uh, elapses. So every memory and every fact you have ever heard is right at your fingertips. Facts and fingers and details crowd your mind in a flood of information. Oh, that's bad Rams. for Gerhardt. That's really bad for Gerhardt. <laughs> yeah. That's good, too, because everything I read, I'll remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's not what we want. But everything that you've already read, you'll remember. Oh. And everything there is that whispers into your ear. That fits no. perfectly. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, no. You gain a bonus die to uh, your edu rolls, your no rolls, your skill rolls when trying to remember information that you might have feasibly once heard or seen. If the roll is failed, the flood of information is too much. Lose a point of sanity and suffer a bout of madness. If the hero was not already insane, they are now temporarily insane. Education and intelligence? What was the third? Um, education, no, and any particular skill role where you're trying to remember something that you might have heard. Ah, uh, okay. It's, I'm sorry, one Education, intelligence, and no? Uh, your, edu your education, your knowledge role, and any skill role that's applicable to trying to remembering a particular uh, facet of information that you might have heard within that. So uh, you'll, you'll forget uh, Vormers for a whatever six rounds and then you'll mm -hmm. remember it all right yeah <laughs> why is gilly laughing guys oh, crying. i'm crying <laughs> i said i was crying however <laughs> the fact that there's now three of you that are two of you looking confused one of you crying uh those two folk uh, those two snake people in front of you are going to uh, go grow a pair and try to do uh, try to do something about it well, they both turn and look at uh, a look at Connor, and one of them says, "We didn't see you. You didn't see us. If you let us turn around and walk away, we're getting out of here. You can do what the hell you like here. Do we have a deal? Not without some information. Not without some information." <laughs> <laughs> Guys, 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 how, okay, well, how did we get here? We just hey, got off the plane. Shut the hell up, Magnus. Let me talk. We are looking for some kind of cylindrical computer. A computer made out of these cylinders. They look at each other. Yeah. That's all we want. So take us there and we let you live. We, we want to we wanna stop the explosion. You've what? They, they both kind of shake their heads. I no no we we can we can direct you there but they you you're not gonna just walk in there we, you're not just gonna we even we if we they if the guys in the control room see what you're uh, see what you're asking us to do they'll end up turning the guns on us as well and we we just we just want to get out of here we know how stupid this this is being here there's not enough to salvage we should have got we should have got out of here days ago I've got a question for you um. Are you guys um, internet? They look at each other and then look back to to you guys and say, 
What of it? Is Rose here? No, but she's talking to the guys in the control room. Oh, that's uh, nice. So, this is the inner night base. Yeah, it's one so, of them. So, the computers are in the control room. How do we get there? Uh, it, we, we'll direct you, but we're not going to go there ourselves. Fine. Fair enough. Okay. Why is Gilly they... crying? <laughs> uh, doctor, why are we here? Shake on it? Don't you recall? We've gone through the whole journey. We've land- we're in Iceland, for goodness sakes. I know we're in Iceland, but where the fuck are we? But what, he's, what I'll do is he's going to describe it to you, and I'm going to reveal the route that they describe on the map okay. so that you ah, can see, cool. uh, see where they go. It, essentially, he's going to point to uh, behind him, and then he's going to say, right, go down the, the corridor. When you get to the end, turn right. Follow the corridor, and it's going to lead you around. It bends a bit, but then it gets to a, a junction. Take a left, and then an immediate right. Carry on down that corridor and do the same again when you get to, an, um, get to another junction. And then carry on down that corridor until you get to a T-junction. It becomes a wider corridor. Follow that up um, pretty much almost as far as it can go. You'll see an opening. It's going to be, you'll, you'll feel the hot air, so you'll see where it's, uh, where it's coming from. You'll feel the hot air on your left. And then you're going to get to a, uh, a magma flow. There's a bridge across that, which then opens up into, into the control room area. Uh, good luck if getting through there. Uh, but then if you do get through there, there's a staircase which goes down into the lower level. And then that opens up into the area with the with the modified cases, the the computer. So it's, as long as you head down, you'll be fine from there. There's there's an opening on the right hand side, but don't worry about going through there. If you're just looking for the cases, you'll find everything you need there. So the way he has described it, it looks like this. So the room he's described he's describing to you is the one up that's up in the top left. The control room is the room before it. Go literally through the entire facility. Of course, of course, Gerhardt and uh, and Magnus remember the room completely. (laughs) (laughs) Make me start slapping some sense into people. All right, and where are you going to get out of here? Uh, Uh, We're we're going to go to the the same. We're we're going to go to the landing bay. We're going to get the hell out from there. Where's the landing bay? Uh, he starts again gesturing as to uh, to where it is. You know the uh, the T junction, uh, the kind of the junction, the second one I mentioned. Where instead of going left and then right, you want to go. Uh, you want to go right. Follow that corridor right the way down to the end. Uh, don't start heading down the staircase. Turn right, and then keep on going ahead of you until you come to a big circular. Uh, circular room, and that's the landing bay that then has all of our uh, all of the transport spheres that we've been able to get operational. There's a there's a few entrances off it where it's caved in. You don't need to worry, but if you can if you can get one of the spheres working, that's that's where you need to go. How large is the garrison here? Uh, there's forty of us here.
and uh, are all of you wearing these um, suits? Those that aren't in the sleeping quarters, you, you may have noticed it's pretty goddamn cold. Well, fair enough. Well, we'll take those weapons of yours. I, they, uh, they look at each other. They're going to think it's pretty, well, mighty odd if we turn up to the, uh, to the landing bay without them. Oh, sorry. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. You must have mistaken us for someone who gives a shit. <laughs> okay. Um, given that Connor is the pretty intimidating person here, they begrudgingly look at each other and then the, both of them, the coils come off their arms. But we're, we're good, yeah? The, the two of us can go? Um, uh, well, while they're having their conversations and I'm wiping the tears from my eyes, I'm going to um, look and see if there's vulnerability in the suit where I can uh, jam in the, the fangs so that it, it uh, just, you know, it, it paralyzes well, them. All they're doing that is like, I'll have you know that my main job is tracking people down. So if you guys think or try anything, anything at all, I will make sure it's my life mission to hunt you two down and kill you myself. Yeah, they they look at you and there's a degree of definitely uh, honesty in their eyes. They're not planning on doing anything stupid. It's, it's almost if you've caught the two sentries who just wanted to uh, have the first chance to go AWOL and get the hell out of here. Yeah, if you were looking to get out of here, here's your excuse. So get the hell out of here. Don't tell anybody that we're here. Oh, we're, we're gone. So they, they start backing away slowly. Uh, as odds, having a look over the, the suits, you're fairly sure that there's no bone left in the flesh at all now. It's just the raw flesh, uh, skin and muscle underneath. That They've been completely eviscerated. There may be some fleshy organs left within um, the, the kind of the big layer of fat that's in there that's keeping the, keeping it alive. But there's... <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of reaction you're having. Um, you think you basically have to stab hard enough through it, it's just like popping the baby, and then you'd be able to get the, uh, <laughs> to get the dagger through it. What tremendous technology. If only oh, yeah. I could master it. Well, how Connor, Connor oh, yeah. and the doctor have no problems with this. I, I, I just look over at Connor and say, are we going to let him go? Yeah. Well, they could tell someone. They're not going to. Well, they want, might want a promotion. No, they want to get the hell out of here. They're not looking for a promotion. All right. We're supposed to be doing something here. We came to find yes. something. Hey, we came here what? to get. We're, we came here to find out what they're doing. And snap snap the, out of it, you guys. And just then this confused. look of horror and realization just goes across. <laughs> yes, oh. that's what they were here for. Yeah, I remember. Uh, maybe I remember everything. <laughs> As the two figures turn and they start to waddle away a bit quicker, um, you catch a sight of this warped, inflated, hairless head that's lulling behind them, where their eyes are rolling around in these big, like, oversized <laughs> sockets. <laughs> and there's just this dribble running down the side of this upturned mouth as this How tongue you... lulls out. I'll wait for them. You think I'd fit in one of those? Oh, my God. You guys are evil. You couldn't pay me to put one of them on. It's like a horrible scene from Junji Ito. <laughs> Who's that? 
Yeah, who's that? I don't know. Somehow I know the future. And again, we were asking about computers <laughs> that we don't know about, so who cares? All right. Oh. I will lead point towards the control room. And I'll okay. be behind you, ready to add any uh, immediate assistance you may need. I guess that means behind. I'm bringing up the rear. All right, Gerhardt, if, if, if we encounter somebody in one of these suits, you're going to have to stab it pretty hard with the, 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 the fang to get it through that skin. I'm and pretty good at throwing them, and I think oh, it'll through. I don't know. It's, might be, for its, head. it's a lot of rubber. Matt, do you think I'd be able to, with a nice shot, I might be able to pierce right through one of them? Throwing it's going to be harder. You'd have to get a hard success rather than it basically will increase the difficulty by one. Stabbing through it's not too hard because it's just punching through a slightly bigger distance, but throwing you're going to lose some momentum trying to get it through uh, that thick, the thickness of the suit. Were their heads... Were their actual snake heads sticking out the top? Yes. Okay, so there wasn't like a bubble or anything around their heads. Okay. No, no, no. So they could, basically they could pull the head up over their own head and uh. then... They can waddle around. <laughs> winter coat. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Just a big, fluffy, fatty winter coat. Yeah. Right, as you, uh, you're seeming like you're heading as a group, then heading towards basically the brain case uh, computer. You're following the path that um, he's given you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now the brain case. Should we not? make sure we clear our flanks so that there's not a potential guard room that pops up and nabs us all? Yeah, we need to, to, to work our way through we'll, we'll look through. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but remember that the, 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 the container room is not our uh, original goal. That was what my private thing was. We need to find out Wait, yeah, where we how to, to stop kill these people anyway. How, how to start. So that's going to be the control room, if anything. Well, I, I hope so. Hang on, hang on, pause, guys. Break it off. All right, I need to ask you something. Why are we still following what Caduceus wants us to do? Well, I want to know why they have such an interest in these containers. Whoever said that we're going to give them it? Right, well, no, 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 of course. If they're interested in it, we should want one I told ourselves. you, we definitely want them ourselves. Oh, we want yeah. it, but we're not going to give it to them. Okay, right. as long as we're we just failed to they were done to recover. Or we take well, two. I also said that we might give them one but we'll damage it first. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, let's, um, let's not gloss over the fact that the head of the inner knight is here. No, no, she's not. She's She's talking to them from the uh, from oh, some remote location. I asked, I asked if she was here. I was out of it. Um, <laughs> That's if that was a truthful answer, mind you. No, what we're trying to do, what Caduceus has to do is stop the volcano from exploding. And yes. so that's what we need to do. We really do need, or all the people in Iceland here might be yeah. Fricasseed. Onward. Mm. All right. Uh, in, that in that pause, because you did all pause for a second, you can all give me listen rolls. All right. That's a fail. I've got an O2. What Ooh, the hell is okay. that? Just passed it. Mm -hmm. Oh. Uh, heavy fail. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I have three 10 sided dice. <laughs> And I rolled the, the wrong. I got 47. What was it, a listen roll? Yeah. Um, I did not pass. Okay. Well, those of you on the regular success, um, you hear, back where Magnus heard someone walking, the sentry walking back and forth down the corridor, um, you can hear three voices 
down there and you, you can catch snippets of the conversation it basically sounds like the two uh, the two serpent people that you have sent packing and that they're heading uh, towards the uh, transport sphere landing bay they're talking to another guard who is questioning why you why you're away from your post you, you just you just went you just went down there and now you're leaving what the hell where, where, where do we get decent so where do we get decent soldiers from these days you pair are a fucking liability and you can hear it yeah and they're saying oh we've left our uh, we've left our pistols back at the armory so we're just going to go and pick pick up another couple then we're we're heading back uh, we're heading back there the other guy or the other one chimes in yeah yeah that that's it we uh, you know forget heads if it weren't attached you know how it is you all this cold freezes the brain and they they seem to be doing their best to talk by the guard on uh, cuz i think magnus got an extreme did anyone else yeah no 96. Um, you hear whimpering coming from the other corridor that um, on this where I mentioned you've got the T-junction, you've got the guard off to the right, and then you've got the left which went down a corridor and there was a door at the end. Mm. Um, you hear whimpering of a lot of what seemingly appear to be hu- uh, what sound to be human voices and then a serpent person cracking a whip and saying, quiet in there! I'm gonna obviously get the guys to guys hold. I think I may have uh, found uh, where the humans are. Follow me, hey. and then I'm gonna take point. Obviously, leading the others in the direction of the whimpering. Okay, let's open this part of the map up. We go there. There's an armory. Well, they've said the word. They said the word armory. Definitely. Right, you emerge going down that corridor past the giant prison and then to the very bottom of the uh, the very bottom of the map. It opens up into a squarish room. In here there are a series of large cuboid structures that appear to be made of quartz, quite thick quartz. Uh, within each one there are between 8 and 10 naked male and female figures all with very distinctly Icelandic features doesn't take uh, much by way of maths to work out that these are probably the, uh, the people that are being dragged up from the village uh, considering that their feet are broken torn they've they're bruised they're bloody and they are big draggled and in a severe state of emotional shock that's okay um, they're about to become clothing right hey uh, there is indeed a large pile of clothing off in one corner and there is a serpent person in here um, holding a well, a whip that is pretty much identical to Connor's. And he's just smacking it against the edge and saying, Shut up in there! You'll take your wait your turn! Is he also wearing a baby suit? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, as soon as I see him and see that the humans are all in here, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to bring up my, my elephant gun and uh, take a shot. Everybody will hear that. Oh, that's so loud. That is going to be loud. I'm going to right. try and throw a dart uh, at the same time. Throw okay. it at Magnus. We'll, <laughs> we'll resolve these as two surprise actions and then descend into rounds. So Magnus declared first. Give me a roll. Um, that is a 20. Uh, which is a hard pass. 
Okay, this is not the Matrix. He does not dodge. So Gerhardt can give me a roll as well. If you're well, throwing it and trying to get through it, you can do it one of two ways. You can either aim to get a hard success, which would count as a, a regular hit in this case, to then try and, um, to try and get the venom inside him. Or you can take a penalty die for a called shot to the head where it then will just be a regular success that you need. I was going to try and beat the gun. If I can't beat it, I'm not going to throw it. I was hoping to... And if I hear that thing, mm -hmm. boom, I'm just going to keep... like. Magnus will almost certainly have the drop on that because having a ready gun gives you 50% more on your right. decks. So that would put him at... Going back to my master sheet, I give him 140 decks. So yeah. yeah, you will be quite a way behind him. So yeah, the the gun will go off first, but you also throw like a, a fraction of a second later. So, uh, which do you want to go for? Do you want to go cold shot to the head or throw to the body? Cold shot to the head. Okay, so that will be a throw roll with a penalty die. Thirty. Uh, 60. Okay, but they, it goes wild, but you can see where it lands, so you can go and recover it. Uh, Magnus can roll damage on the elephant gun. Kaboom! As, as Adi yells, what, what about silence do you not understand? <laughs> uh, then it's going to be 22 points of damage. Okay, um, First of all, you will blow apart the environmental suit. So there is this huge cloud of blood which erupts into the air. And then there's this red or greenish smear of a serpent person ripped apart inside it and both splattered against the wall. It's almost like a Jason Pollock masterpiece that it just spreads all over this uh, over this quartz Jesus uh, wall behind it. Uh, you can now have a group luck roll to see if the other guard at the other end of the corridor heard that. Who's got the lowest luck? I have 83. I, 72. I, I think people, the whole complex heard that. The people <laughs> in Reykjavik heard that. <laughs> there is uh, a lot of background idea. noise not only I here, think, but... Uh, I think Dr. Valens is the lowest. Alright. And I got a 34 out of 72, so that was... No one heard it. Okay, there was a big boom that coincided with another rumble of the floor. Maybe fate just says that it was it was meant to be that this this poor serpent person was going to die. They called out to look at the Irish. You should package up that luck and sell it. <laughs> I, I rushed over. Way. Actually, Artie, you could probably help me with that. If you can make a machine that like... Oh, sucks out luck and gives it to yeah. other people. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I, I rush to the green goo, the remnants of the serpent person, and take a few more samples just for testing later on. All right, can you, you, can, you can fill a test tube and a half with that. Yeah. Oh. Let's, let's get these people out. Let's get them out of the... Hey, quick question for you, Magnus. Where are we going to bring them? Well, we'll ferry them back across the other side. we got to finish this first. And yeah. you've just shot a big, gigantic gun. I get my, my fang back. Okay, yeah, you can eat. It's got a gooey now, so but yeah, you can pick it up. You're going to ferry them <laughs> oh! back over. <laughs> little salt, little pepper. Mm -hmm. You're going to ferry them over to the Vormies? Just just leave them here for now. Let's. I think that at this point, we need to just 
trudge forward and kill anything that moves. Gerhard, can you speak Icelandic? I, yes, I was just going to say that. I tell him in Icelandic, we're going to take care of the your those things. The, they've seen them. So the snakes, we're going to kill them. We're coming back for you. If we let you out, they're going to get you. Stay ask, quiet. What? Ask him, ask him if any of them uh, know uh, Gunhilda Yin's uh, daughter. Ali. Ali Yen's daughter, where are you? Yeah, one of the one of the guys from the back of one of the cells comes forward. Um, you can give me a persuade roll, actually, to see if you can convince them to stay put because they're not exactly on board with this at the minute. Well, I just say your sister sent us. You could thank her later. <laughs> I don't think his last name's Ian Slaughter, but uh, it should be Yen Yenson. No, that's her. That's her name. Her last name. What am I rolling? Uh, persuade to see if you can get them to uh, basically calm down because at the minute they're kind of banging on the interior walls of these quartz cubes. If that doesn't work, Connor can intimidate them to shut 56 the fuck up. 56 out of 60. Okay, yeah, well, they're, they're kind of reluctant, but you can see they're scared and they're, they're shaking, but they're, they start quietening down and stopping beating on them. Uh, to give you a bit more of a description on how these things look, because this might impact what you want to do potentially. These are, so they're translucent crystal uh, quartz. Each cube has a series of what look to be indentations on one side, almost like a panel, maybe for opening a, a section of the, um, a section like a door, and also a series of cables that run through the lower part of the crystal and then descend into the floor. So there is a electrical component here. Can I take a look at them? Yes, you can. Uh, give me a electrical repair roll. I got 35 out of 75, so that's better than half. Okay. Uh, you're fairly certain that this is partly a mechanism by which it can be uh, used to open the door. Okay. But if you just tried brute force and ignorance and tried to break your way out or break your way in, it also serves as an alarm system. So you would have to sever the cables here Basically, if you cut the electrical supply to it, the door will then open and you effectively sabotage it and it doesn't set off the alarm. Okay. Uh, here, we can't just uh, force these open or we're going to set off an alarm. So I tell them in Icelandic, if you try and force your way out, those cables will kill you. They'll electrocute the cages and you guys will die. So don't do that. But I tell them in Icelandic, they don't know what I... Yeah, exactly right. uh, Your roll, uh, we'll let it roll. Okay, so that yeah, yeah, they they calm down quite significantly, yeah. but we will be back. Bang. Yeah, um, we will be back. I'm also going to pick up the whip. Yep, you have a whip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I All always right. knew you wanted to be like me, Magnus. <laughs> Why'd you stop training? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Lifelong dream. That's that's my lifelong dream. We we gotta got move before before someone else comes along. Um, we will be back. Tell them that we'll be back in Icelandic. We'll be back in Icelandic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'm having the impression, uh, the vision here of Arnie uh, just trying to put on an accent. I'll be back. <laughs> okay, the the only corridor you haven't gone down yet, but was very much said, this isn't part of the way to get to the brain, uh, the brain case cylinder in the control room is the corridor behind you. Uh, as you pass it, there's a bit of a foul smell coming from down there. Is it but a familiar foul smell? 
Um, imagine when you're back over in the uh, the other side of the abyss, the other side of the mouth. Yeah. And you went uh, past a couple of those caves where there was the the Vormis uh, kind of social uh, family caves, the places where they were uh, residing. Yeah, they're not exactly the best toilet trained of uh, of creatures. They just take shits in the corner or, or right. pee where they need to. Uh, there is an almighty smell of vormish shit coming from that uh, coming from that tunnel. You want to go free them? No, no that oh, complicates that... matters. Let's just go. Yeah, let's just keep going. We'll release okay. them on the way back. We can, yeah, we can free everything after we've killed the yeah. snakies. The threat. Deal with the threat first. Do you think that we should go to the uh, this the uh, gravity sphere room and then work our way out from there and kill everything that comes towards that? That way they can't get away. I mean, there are there are forty of them here. I think if we can find something, so Doctor Valencia has a little more than a little pea shooter. There's yeah. thirty nine of them left. <laughs> yeah. Two of could, them uh, are hopefully leaving. Not hopefully, they are going to try to leave. So we don't have to worry about them. There's still 37 of them, though. And all Dr. Belenz has is this cute little dart gun. All right, so what do you, the two of you want to do? I, I, I'm still on the table. We're releasing the giant. It might trigger the volcano. The volcano well, and, it might, and it might go kill all those people in those cages you care about. That's true. Yeah. We're not certain which way it would rampage. We've no, got, go, we've got, we've got. It might try to eat us because it, it's going to go after the people who have been tormenting its race. For we have, we have thirty nine. We have thirty nine of those things. We have spheres that they can escape with, and we have the control room that we need to take over. So you guys are the tactical geniuses. Figure it out. What do we do? Well, if we want to. Look, if we cut off their escape route, then what else do they have to do to try to kill us? That's true. If we leave a way for them to escape, they might not fight as hard. Some of them will break and run, and it will make our lives easier. That's a good idea. If, 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 we, if we say kill us or just you all die, there's no hope for them to escape, they're going to fight us even harder. Yeah. yeah, but these corridors are only so wide. It's easier to fight them in the corridors than it would be in a big gigantic room. Yeah, but they all got flame guns. No, but anybody yeah, so we running, got flame guns. Anybody yeah, running there is going to be escaping. We don't have to fight them in that room. The I big circular right. Right. area. All right, well, let's go get these these canisters that you're looking for. We could do that after we kill these things. Do you want to kill them? I do. Okay. Well, I think these are the end of night. I mean, why even though when, those two guys leave the first place, I I didn't want to let them leave. I mean, these are in a night, right? Don't we want to get rid of the in a night? We want to get rid of all the serpent people. Well, right, but the in a night are incredibly dangerous. So we just want to have a fight with them then in the hallway. Well, most of the serpent people. But, hey, yeah. this is your chance to go blow blow away blow holes in everything that moves. Uh, Adi, is it possible if we go to the it to the room with all of the uh, the travel stairs? I'm going. We could keep. <laughs> yeah. We're we're walking as we're talking. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just okay. if if they're so sabotaged the and they ran into the and tried to use them, they would crash. Well, we could sabotage them. That's true. 
in that way we could not fight them, but they could all die. It would be brilliant. We could start a ruckus. But the time. Okay. Time, yeah, yeah. Right. Let's just go. All right. Okay, you head back down the corridor. So you've got then the T junction. Right takes you back to where you came over the um, over the abyss, carrying on straight and then turning left. Um, you know that there is a sentry there because you've heard him. Well, assuming him wire. I'm walking with a fang in each hand in case I need to just whip it. Are we are we trying anymore to be quiet? Yes, like we is the fog still slowly. Up, up, to, than... up to the knees? Yeah, well, he just shot a, an elephant gun. Um, but they're not alerted so to it. I'm gonna get pull out my needle that Gerhard gave me, and I'm gonna lie down so I I get covered by the fog, and I'm gonna crawl up so I can stab it in the foot. Okay. Okay. In which case, sounds like you're going around the corner first. Yeah. Okay. Um, give me a stealth roll because indeed, when you get around the corner, you find there is a serpent person there with um, a flame gun arm held up kind of level to, uh, level to its eyes and it's walking back and forward down the corridor uh that is a pass just a regular pass though okay uh because you're trying to um punch through the suit from close range you're not throwing it you don't have to worry about the increased difficulty you just go stab and i have an um, insane strength as well you do right uh roll oh. roll damage first of all to see if you get through any armor okay um, what's the damage on the needles, Gerhard? D6 plus strength. D6 plus strength. Uh, my six. damage bonus. Uh, and my damage bonus is a 1d4. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, ten. You punch it through its heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, the main thing is you get through the one point of armor, so that, that's no problem. Um, now it has to make a con roll. See if it's going right. to a hard con check, right? Yep. So it's con for this one. Huh, you picked the lucky one. Well, forty-nine does not even get over its regular con. So there's a kind of, there's a momentary confused look as the serpent person looks down into the fog at you. His eyes roll back and then it just slumps or falls over you. So you you now have this very squishy gurgling. Um, face right pressed up against your own as it's fallen on top of you. Um, I'm going to push it off, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what I'm going to do is going to be pretty gruesome at this point, but I don't want it getting up again. So, and I'm going to cut its head off. Okay. Uh, give me a, I'll, I'll say you can do the coup de grace without a problem. Give me a stealth roll again just to see how much noise you make. Kill. You realise that round the next corner, something bigger is moving. Uh, that is, uh, that's a hard pass on that stealth. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever this, whatever this thing that you can hear, kind of grunt, round the next corner, doesn't hear you. But you're fairly sure you recognise that sound. Is it another big? One of them that tried to wrap its tongue round you in the uh, from the pit. Um. Once I've got the head, I'm gonna slide back down into the fog and back up to where the other guys were and then <laughs> pop back up i'm really enjoying this fog stuff um guys there's one of the big all right of snappy... I'll, I'll i'll take care of it 
I, I oh, wonder okay. if the, the poison works on the, the them Lightning as well. gun. Doc, here's a head. Oh, thank you. Hey, Gil, we should put on those suits and blend in. Jesus this Christ. My collection. Connor, lightning. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go. I was just wondering if the, the fang actually works on snakes as well. Well, you know? he, 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 yeah, he knocked the fuck out. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll make sure to crush the head of this gurgling suit thing with my boot. Okay, I'll yeah, make noise. It pops like a uh, like a wet balloon. Oh. And just there's this squelch and almighty red halo just starts to grow around it. And I keep going. Okay, you get round the corner. You can give me a sanity check when you see the uh, the thing that is round the corner. 79 is a fail. You can give me a 1d8. Oh! Ouch. Seven. That's oh. That's more oh like me. God. Now you can give me an int roll. I'm glad none of us are around the corner. Uh, <laughs> he comes back running. <laughs> uh, 40 is a hard pass. Okay. Oh. Now, you're someone that's had a couple of uh, bouts of madness yeah. before, uh, before we've used the, uh, the insane talent rule. So I'm going to give you two for the price of one here. So to catch up for some, catch up for some lost time. Um, I think, first of all, for you, I think insane brutality is definitely uh, one that would be appropriate. So, this, <laughs> this works. Yeah, I'm going to chop you into tiny pieces. Uh, the hero rolls all melee damage twice and takes the highest result. The downside oh. is that once they start hitting, they cannot stop. Oh. Uh, they must continue until they deliver a killing blow. The only two things that will stop this is if they are either rendered unconscious or someone successfully makes a hard, fast talk, charm, intimidate roll on them. Um, and only one person may attempt one of those on the hero in any one combat round. And the other, I'm going to leave to your choice. Um, which skill would you like to augment? Um, can I do... Uh, Uh, there's a firearm. Firearms handgun? Yeah. Yep, that will allow you to... So examples of how this works. Uh, you develop the ability or a weapon that allows you to shoot round corners or through walls as if they did not exist. Oh, like that curving. What was that movie? Wanted. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wanted. <laughs> you suddenly look a little bit like Angelina Jolie in the right light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Appearance yeah. goes up by a lot. <laughs> the serpent version. Mm -hmm. Serpent version. Right, so, so that cost me seven sand points. Also, oh, that that's at least the plus side of what you uh, what you see. Um, however, the the nasty bit is that you are seeing the thing that was in the pit on the far side of the abyss. You are seeing it in its full open glory. Um, this thing is monstrous. Uh, it's easily two to three times the size of a regular human being in terms of body mass. Uh, it's long arms. It almost drags them across the floor with his knuckles for uh, kind of scraping against the stone floor. It is 
uh, a humanoid figure bulked out with sheer muscle covered in scales and a normal serpent head on top of it with this huge mouth but this thing is just walking muscle and walking monstrousness and it turns and looks at you and just opens its mouth as this long tongue starts to uncoil with these massive fangs that drop from out of the top of its mouth dripping poison so um just roll that d8 for effects of your uh, flipping out yeah seven hallucinations <laughs> uh 1d4 Two. Uh, you see a significant real person. Significant to you. Mama. <laughs> Mama. Myself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's the only one he gives a shit about is himself. It, it, yeah, it doesn't mean, of course, that you don't see the monster. You just see... Yeah, you, your, your hallucination then manifests almost as if it's a vision of the future. That you're going toe-to-toe -to -toe with this thing, just pummeling your fists into it in this rage-filled uh, filled expression. As it just opens up with its tongue and rips around your neck and then pulls your head off your body as if it was pulling a cork out of a bottle. Uh, blood uh, flying everywhere and then it turning its, look to, uh, turning its gaze to look at you as if you're next. How do you wish to flip out? That's your whole silence. Run away! <laughs> O'Connor doesn't run, sir. He's got brutal, brutal, brutality. Run at. So I am. If it's going to try to pull my pet off with its tongue, I'm going to see if I can't cut that tongue out myself first. Okay, so it sounds like you're you're rushing it to try and cut uh, cut its tongue out before yeah. it can uh, before it can do this. With the so the other, that's how I'm going to freak out. Right, the the others around you. Then uh, you see Connor uh, going round to the corner freezing for a moment, and then just charging headlong down, the, um, going round that corner and down the corridor. Magnus, what the fuck? We so, gotta go. I'll... Do we? Yeah, we don't. We can't see what he sees. Oh, yeah, and I'm doing... We see him take what... off running. Yeah, but, but no, I, did... I heard it. I heard it, and I know what that fucking thing looks like. Yeah, I'm, I I'm... saw it in the pit. <laughs> I'm trying to support Connor, because that's my my role is to support the fighters. I'm a doc, so I will. Okay, here we go. Okay, Connor, gonna... Connor gets one round ahead of everyone yeah. else because he's the closest to it. And even on Connor's decks, you go five points ahead of the thing in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, it, it's got a dex of 40. This thing is quite lumbering, but oh, right. it's nice. a powerhouse of strength and, uh, and nastiness when it gets going. So, you're up close and personal. What are you doing? Trying to cut out its tongue? I'm trying to cut its tongue off. Okay. Uh, give me a fighting brawl roll. I am going to try and fight back with its tongue. Okay, well, I'm going to spend seven points of luck to get a hard success. That is a good job you did, because I rolled hard as well. So you, as the aggressor, break the tie. All right. Well, let's see. It's a machete. It's a D8, if I'm not mistaken, plus damage Yeah, bonus. plus damage bonus, almost certainly. Yeah. Now you get to roll both, right? Twice or something? I get to roll it twice. That's awesome. take the better result. So. So the first one was nine. Not bad. 
the second one was three, so we'll keep the nine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds like a good choice to make. So let's keep track. And, so, and, and, and it's the better. It's not adding them together, right? Yeah, it's the better better <laughs> result. <laughs> so that will be. And then it was under the dicks to see if uh, you touch the tongue. Yeah, with with being that close, you definitely need to give me a dex check. <sighs> Nasty stuff. Forty six. So we'll spend one point of luck to pass. Okay. Right, you do not get yourself. Uh, you do not get yourself touched by this. Uh, by this thing, and certainly don't feel any of the venom. It is then going to hit back. Uh, this thing gets multiple attacks. So I first off, back every time because that's all I get to do now. I have complete bloodlust. Let's go. Yeah, you, you just see red. <laughs> uh, the first thing it's going to do is going to try and basically raise one of its fists off the ground and just try and punch you in the side of the head. Uh, that is <laughs> 28 is a hard pass it kind of just lightly caresses you on a 96 doesn't so really do anything. I damage it right yes you do so you can roll your um, if you're just is it just unarmed you're using or are you using the machete to fight I'm back? using a machete give me your rolls so the better one was four sadly that time okay so we just Keep track, so that's 26 minus 9, 17. How much again? Uh, four. Four points, because you are trying to hit it at centre of mass, does not penetrate its armour. The tongue, yeah. I took the armour off, but the body, uh-uh. So, your first, you're hit on the main body, you realise that this thing has quite a lot of hard... Getting through that scale is going to be interesting. In its second attack, it's going to try and raise the other hand and try and punch your uh, head the other way. Um, it gets a bonus die now for you having fought back once in the round. Yep, and fighting back again. Die. Uh, 61's only a regular pass. 07. Yeah, that's a bit better. Yep, yeah, uh, that is one point under its extreme. It's not an impaling attack, but it does mean that it does full damage. Ouch. Which is going to be. Uh, Normally it's a d4 plus its damage bonus of 3d6. Oh, so that's, right. so that's six, 22? 12, yeah, 18, 22. Ouch. Whack. So you said, let you know when I take more major wounds, that's another one. Right. And uh, 21 you... points of damage because I have armor now. So, ouch. Yes. Ooh. Uh, you advance to the next point on the hybridization tree. So, you have stage three. The hybrid, uh, yeah, you feel something happen when it hits you uh, square on the side of the jaw. Something dislodges in your mouth. Um, you develop retractable fangs as a serpent yeah. person would. Uh, you gain a fighting bite skill, uh, which with a starting value of half your current fighting brawl. Uh, the bite inflicts 1d8 damage plus poison. Uh, the victim must bite and succeed an extreme con roll or suffer an additional 1d8 poison damage. Uh, those who see the unnatural changes in you, such as scaled skin, fangs, etc., should make a sanity roll. So you now inflict a zero-stroke 1d3 dam uh, sanity damage on anyone that has, sees you in your full glory. Uh, 
Hybrids at this stage also transformations shed the outer layer of skin once a month as scales develop underneath. Um, in the week before the shedding, your, your skin looks loose and baggy, starting to peel off in long dead strips. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Agnes, could you scratch my back? <laughs> just this red mass of scar, scar tissue I'm feeling well, that was the effectively the surprise round uh, between you and it so next round we have everyone joining in as you go around the corner uh, we'll do the sand checks for the rest of you straight off the bat so if everyone else can give me a sand roll for seeing the overseer yes. No, I just failed. Darn it. Yeah, well, pass is one, failure is 1d8. I'm gonna absorb that point. Mm -hmm. uh, Your friend. Five. Uh, six. <laughs> oh, Dr. Yeah, yeah, five. I lost five more. Mm -hmm. Not good. Int roll, gents, please. Okay, five. Intelligence. Oh, God. I, I pass. Oh, God, 19 out of 80. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <God>. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what, uh, what will be applicable for this situation for you, then. In fact, Magnus is going in, uh, going in quite pumped, ready for a fight. Yeah. Do you want a shadowy friend? Yeah, okay. you can, you can yeah. augment you can augment your fighting skill. Okay. And Doctor Valenz, see what would be what would be good for you. And my intent is to go around being the best support doctor I can, keep everyone patched up and fighting here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, you're not intending on getting involved in the fight itself. Uh, you're mainly there, say, support. I think we'll give you insanely hard to hit. So you float like a butterfly. The hero gains a bonus die on all dodge rolls in the current combat scene until they fail a dodge roll. Nice. Such, such failure indicates moving into the blow, in which case they receive damage as if the attack had achieved an extreme success. Oh, so my God. You're, you're good until someone hits you. I'm good until I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then give me the 1d8 for how you flip out. All right. Oh no, this is way too common. Seven? Five. Oh, Got what, seven seven is also hallucinations. Uh, 1d4. 1d4 and hallucination? Yeah. Okay, uh, four out of 1d4. Four, you five. think you see monsters. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of snake people oh. here. Uh, oh, no, Magnus, you said, oh. Magnus, oh. you said five. Yeah. Uh, roll a 1d8. Sex. Uh, your legs no longer work. You have Sex. a you have a psychosomatic uh, illness. That's perfect. That's how he uses his shadow because he can't move. Yeah. You know that makes so much sense. You fall down, you yeah, can't yeah. move your legs, ah! and you just <laughs> and your shadow goes. Yeah. Your, your shadow carries on, but you stay stationary. I, uh, for hey, I can still legs, shoot I from the ground for uh, <laughs> for one d ten rounds. Mm -hmm. So you need to roll that too. I need to roll that yep. too. Yeah, that's how long it will last. One. 
Okay, there you go. So I just dropped to the ground for one. <laughs> Ow! I, I know exactly what Doctor Belen sees. Then, yeah, behind the uh, behind the overseer and rising up out of the fog, you start to see, or first of all, hear this cacophonous moan of figures which start to rise up out of the fog. A body without a head. This half, this set of limbs just crawling along the ground. Um, kind of almost reminding you of how a uh, good friend of yours, it's reputed, uh, may have uh, lost, his, lost his life. But all the, the bodies of the people that you've experimented on, all the limbs, all the bits of carcass and meat, they're coming for you and they're coming for you now. Okay, ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, dex orders. So we have Magnus up first on... 90 plus depending if he's using using his gun or not uh yeah yeah uh, well uh, if i've hit the ground i guess i'm gonna be shooting my 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 shadow does my shadow have guns uh, your shadow would probably attack with um bladed with, instruments because the they can't really okay. project anything cool um so yeah i'll i'll uh i'll bring up my um i'll bring up my shotgun because it's on my leg so i probably would why my leg's not working and then just grabbed the shotgun because it was there. Um, so I'm going to fire at it. Oh, and boom. Give me a roll. Isn't Connor right there too? Uh, that is going to be a hard pass. He is, but thankfully he doesn't get hit with that degree of success. <laughs> right, there is an, again an almighty boom. Roll damage. Uh, how close am I? 10 yards, 20 yards, or 50 yards? Uh, easily within 10. Okay, so it's going to be 46. Mm -hmm. 6, 12, 13, 14, 15, 17, 18, 19. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a con roll then because that's definitely, that definitely hurts. I'm not even going to bother looking up. Uh, that's 99 is almost certainly a fail. Oh, no, he's actually got a con of 100, so it passes its con roll. Huh? Uh, it's still up, but you blew a massive hole in its front. It's got a swaying, and it def it roars with this almighty bellow. So I'm guessing you see the, the stub of a tongue kind of shaking in its mouth. I'm guessing my shadow attacks now? Yes, it does. So it can, do, so cool. a, it can do an attack with, uh, say, a machete, if you've got, uh, I think you carry. Yep. Big blades like not? that. You can, yeah, there you go. Right, roll it. Okay. It is going to try and fight back, even though it's effectively just trying to hit nothing. Oh one, oh one. Uh, I didn't roll anywhere near oh one. So, go do damage with your uh, do damage with your machete. So that's piercing. Yeah, that'll be a. I'll, it'll be the full damage for your machete, so the D eight plus the damage bonus maxed okay. out, and then a further damage roll on top. Okay, so let's do that. My damage bonus. That is going to be 11. Okay, um, you slice its head off. This, um, the rest of you just see that, even though Magnus is down on the ground, this shadow moves along the wall that looks exactly like as if he was running towards the thing jumps past it, wishing out this machete, and just the head rolls off as if there was this invisible cut 
and just bounces down the, um, the hall and lands in the fog. I, I grab a hold of Gerhardt and I say, remind me never ever again to fuck with Magnus. Hey, guys, did that just happen? What the hell just happened? How did you fucking do that? I'm going to continue. I fell over. And... <laughs> yeah. He's going to continue. So for the next <laughs> five rounds, the I'm gonna, no, I'm going to keep hacking at it with my machete. I'm not done with this thing yet. <laughs> oh, you, you are pulverizing it. Something royal. There's there's just a, a mash of uh, body here. You're getting covered in green, dark green, reddish ichor. Uh, the squelch every time that you bring your uh, bring a blade down is just this disgusting sound to everyone around you. Might we say soup? How do you look? Uh, I was kind of resistant, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. <laughs> the soup of your victim. How do you look, look at Connor's face while, while he's doing this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a little crazed at the moment. No, look. Doc, doc my legs aren't working. Oh. Uh, in fact, everyone else can give me a um, can give me a sand roll because you are probably seeing Connor's fangs having dropped. This exactly human look on his face as he's pounding away. <laughs> oh, I made oh, it by one point. I got ninety nine. Oh. Would, oh. would I would oh, I see it, or am I still freaking out about seeing all the body parts come after me? I think this is probably what brings you out of your uh, out of your hallucination. <laughs> See into another one. bigger Into shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I made it. Oh, just by one. Okay. Let me just check again. Is it one point? Was it zero? From what I mentioned, from what I just read out. It it is zero. Oh, zero. Yeah. Zero one D three. So oh, yeah, those, oh, those of you that passed, nothing. Those of you that failed, give me a D three. D three. I got a four. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now that's an impressive D3 if you can get that. <laughs> that would be a two. It's yeah, awesome. So that's like, yeah, you, you are shocked by the uh, by the state of your uh, compatriot here. Is it really right. going to make him look better? I, I'm shaking your shoulder. I've been kind of curious all along what color a snake uh, Connor is going to be. I was hoping for green. Doc, Doc, my legs aren't working. Uh, uh, oh, yes. Oh, my. Let me. Uh, so I rush on over to, to Magnus and, and start checking out what's going on here. Oh, yeah, it's, you can quite uh, quickly identify this as being psychosomatic. So with a couple of uh, swift almost reflex testing, hitting him on the kneecap, you can feel uh, definitely pain and, fe and feeling oh. returns to your legs that they do start working again. Thanks, Doc. Yeah, I sent you a message also. It, it was, it was the weirdest thing. My legs stopped working, and the machado started doing whatever the fuck it wanted. Well, you were, you were yeah, exposed yeah. to the the curse of Yig. Maybe it's something true. with that. When I find. Okay, yeah, because the the ones at the minute are damaged. Right. So right. it it seems a rather useful tool, for a curse. Mm -hmm. As long as you can control it, it seems like it could be quite horrifically used uh, uh, in ways that you may not be able to control, though. Well, let, let me try. I'm going to wave and then see if my shadow will wave back. Okay. Like, uh, sit, like I'll wave and then I want to see if it'll wave. Oh, is the shadow up. still there? Oh. 
But your the way that these work with augmented skills is that there's various levels of difficulty. You're luckier yeah. that you got an O one when trying to use it the first instance ah, because right. that definitely will be under both of them. So have a look at both of your fighting brawl okay. and your Cthulhu Mythos skill. Okay. Now roll. You're looking for ideally under both, but you need to get really far underneath both. Okay, that's not going to be possible unless I, I may have to spend some luck to do it because mm -hmm. my Cthulhu Mythos is not great. Uh, I've gotten under my Fighting Brawl, but I've not got under my Cthulhu Mythos. Okay. How far under your Brawl? Um, I've got a hard. Okay, you would need, because the levels work, um, if the roll is equal to or below one-fifth of your augmented skill, so an extreme success, yeah, then yeah. you get a partial result. If you want to roll, if you get equal or below your Cthulhu Mythos skill, then again, it's partially achieved. Okay. If the result is equal to below one-fifth of your augmented skill and below your Cthulhu Mythos skill, then it's fully achieved. Okay, I'll spend some luck to make it uh, go to an extreme on my brawl, mm -hmm. but not as far down as to... Oh, though, to be fair... Cause if, so if I get under my Cthulhu Mythos, just under it just at all, it'll pass, mm -hmm. right? It's okay. a partial if it's just under your Mythos, but if it's under both, if it counts as an extreme success on your augmented skill and as well as being under your Mythos, then it's a complete success. Okay, I'm going to spend the 20 luck... To make both yeah okay in which case then uh the rest of you see the fact that magnus's shadow just again detaches and becomes as if it's a sentient being of its own nature that as if it's it's a shadow of someone that isn't there and you have complete control of what this thing does it can wave it can do river dance it can do whatever it uh, whatever you want it to do wow can you sense things through it or can you see through it or is it just you can tell it what to do. Because uh, you can send I, it around corners. <laughs> I wonder if it takes damage. Like, if it gets hurt, I get hurt. That It probably does. Yeah, That's I don't want to... Well, I'll slam my know, machete shadow. the shadow on the wall and say, Doc, I need you to patch me up. Ugh. As I slam my machete into the shadow. <laughs> when, oh, you, when you hit the shadow. shadow. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, when you hit the shadow, nothing happens. You are you are essentially attacking nothing. Right. Wow. But I do head right over to um, uh, Connor. If Connor swipes through my shadow, my shadow's going to turn around and just bop him. <laughs> oh, you can give me another roll. It's oh, just going to be a, a fighting brawl. Uh, that is a regular pass on my fighting brawl. Okay, the, the shadow takes a swipe, but nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, apparently it didn't like that, Connor. That made a lot of noise, guys. We got to... So yeah. All right, I'm going to yeah. get my shadow to get back in normal place. I do my best to patch up Connor as best I can with the trauma kit and a standard... Uh, Give me first aid. First, first aid. Got it. Doc, what do you think right. this is? Some sort of mutated... Um, pass. Regular pass? Regular pass. It's okay, one, one D4. Do you think it's some sort of mutated snake person? Oh, four. oh my god. 
Yeah, I've, I've, I've never seen anything like this before. This I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of the bodyguard at yeah. uh, Caduceus's bodyguard, except that he's not as big as this. Yeah, and this one's much more malformed. It's, it's. Uh, I'm not sure. Do, do I have any idea uh, from any of the things that I've studied from back at Caduceus? What this yeah, may you, be? you can give me a. Uh, in fact, you, did you get picked? No, you picked up the uh, being able to dodge, not the recall one. Give me a med. Uh, give me a medicine roll. Oh, very cool. All right, pass. Seventy-three out of eighty. Whoops, pardon me. Uh, medical medicine 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 is yeah is 80 yeah so yeah you are fairly sure that this thing is definitely mutated that it may not even be something that is born a normal regular serpent person but something that's uh, born out of genetic experimentation these things Uh, these things are grown to design Mm. using serpent person dna but also maybe regular snakes as well Mm-hmm. So yeah, this, this is a, that that might be a good call though, Audie. If uh, I I possibly might consider that uh, uh, the maiden's bodyguard might uh, potentially have similar. He might be a genetically grown. Yeah, yeah. So doctor, take take samples of this, and maybe between Gil and you, I mean, I, yeah, I in machinery, you we could get some insight on the bodyguard. Oh, definitely. Maybe we could even make a machine and part living part. Oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> There's got to be a machine here because they that were doing sense. the same thing with the Vormis. Yeah. Yes. They were mutating giant Vormis. Here they're mutating giant snake people. And they're blowing up people's bodies for the suits. I think oh. Adi didn't want to think about that one. <laughs> But if you excuse me, I think I have, I don't have enough serpent person blood on me, so I'm going to go find some more. Um, yes, good press on. You, you look have, mighty you serpent have, person already, Connor. You have fangs. Yeah. Funnily enough, it's an improvement. <laughs> on that note, there is an almighty shudder of the facility as another. Uh, tremor hits. We got. We got to get to and, the, the yeah, control. Go. Somewhere ahead of you, as this corridor goes straight and then bends off to the right, you hear multiple cries that sounded just like the body that in front of you emitted a few moments ago before a shadow took its head on, and oh, they are probably no more than about twenty, uh, about twenty yards away from you at most around that corridor. More guardians. I, I would like to shoot and, them from here. And on that note, we will leave it there. <laughs> Very nice. Our players included Stuart Lipley, Jason Melanchok, Morgan Llewellyn, Zane Fleming, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd also like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments we enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. 
This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good game.